Hey, writers, join our first draft weekly writers club. We meet every Tuesday from 12 to 1 Eastern time. For more information, go to writingclassradio.com and click on the classes tab. Here's to new beginnings. Be a queen, not a pawn. We're bringing you an old episode that's still relevant and awesome in case you missed it back in season one. I'm Allison Langer. Thanks for saying it's awesome. I'm Andrea Askowitz, and this is Writing Class Radio. You'll hear true personal stories and learn how to write your own stories. Together, we produce this podcast, which is equal parts heart and art. By heart, we mean the truth in a story. By art, we mean the craft of writing. No matter what's going on in our lives, writing class is where we tell the truth. It's where we work out our shit. There's no place in the world like writing class, and we want to bring you in. Okay, so uh, we have to talk to we have to warn them about this yeah. episode. Okay, it's a weirdo. Well, okay, let's first talk about the student teacher situation that we had set up when we first started in 2015. Okay, yeah. So the story, the episode that we're about to bring you is seven years old. It was from our first season. It was the eighth episode we ever did. And it was a New Year's Eve episode. And we had, yeah, so we had a different student-teacher relationship, you and I. Yeah, I was the student and you were the teacher. And when we set the podcast up, you were going to be the host. And I was kind of just going to be helping, not really hosting. No, I thought I thought that you were going to be host-student. That's why I was confused when I heard this episode. I was like, wait, where's Allison? (laughs) Why isn't Allison saying anything? Clearly, we've evolved a lot. And I mean, as I'm looking at Andrea on the screen, because we record on Zoom and I can see her her face and everything like that right now, I wanted to strangle her and like punch her in the face and now like, no, cut out her guts. Like we were really having a tough time of it when we first started. Oh, with this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When this episode aired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. How many times had you quit so far? Oh, probably a couple already. We were like, I'm done. No, you were, I'm done. I've, I never quit. <laughs> All right. So maybe I'm a quitter. I was like, yeah, we have something good here. <laughs> yeah. Well, it took a little bit of an evolution. So, and you'll also notice in our voices and sort of our script reading and our personality, like the whole thing I think has evolved a lot. Okay, so what you're saying is my script reading. So the listener is about to hear me so scripted. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I don't know. We were trying to be like This American Life, like with our three segments. And I, okay, you're making fun of me now. Ooh. So I actually <laughs> um, do and um, believe still that we are the quality, This American Life quality. And that was part of our fighting at the beginning. I was like, come on. I want this to be great. And Allison, you would say, it's a podcast. And I would be like, yeah, I know it's a podcast. Like, what is that? Okay, let's clarify real quick. We would go down our list of things we wanted to accomplish. We'd get them all done. Everything was good. We sent everything to the edit, you know, the producer, Diego, and like everything was down. And then Diego was our audio producer at that time. Andrea would wake up in the morning and be like, you know, and I was like, no, 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 that's off my list. I already scratched it off. We're not doing that. But, but, but what if, what was art takes time? It took a lot of renditions and we went through a lot of audio producers because we drove them nuts. (laughs) Is that why they left? Uh Uh-huh. 
Okay, I was a bit of a control freak. I was extremely invested in the quality. I did wake up with new ideas because it is true that art takes time. So I would like, wait, I think the way that we should set this up, la la la, would be different. One thing I want to recognize though is fucking when you listen to this episode, listener, you'll see how involved it is. We did interviews. We had one, two, three, four, five, six storytellers. Holy shit. No wonder we fought. It was a lot to produce. And also you'll hear that we were like, you'll hear an episode in season two. Like we had foresight. Yeah. We don't do that anymore. (laughs) We don't have foresight anymore. No, we're winging it. That is too hard to organize. Way too hard. Yeah, no, I I still think it's quality, but we did drive ourselves nuts for I don't know what reason. I think it's more fun now. We sort of just go off the cuff. Like we have a conversation. Hopefully we're not boring everybody and all that kind of stuff. Well, both of us were insecure, especially. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can speak for myself. I was very nervous. I wanted it to be great. Yeah. And now I feel like it's really good. And it's fine if dogs bark in the background. Like, I understand what you mean by it's a podcast. A podcast is a, a little bit of a more loose form. Oh, I want to say that we're about... So this is... You're about to hear episode eight. This is episode 145. Woohoo! It's a lot. And we're also... We're about to hit a million downloads. But we're going to make that announcement in a major way when we do hit a million. But I'm just saying, we're close to a million. Can you believe that fucking shit? It's awesome. Very awesome. All right. I guess that's all I wanted to say about this old episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you're listening, if you can handle it. <laughs> it's not Wait, that long. Did we I talk promise. about semesters and classes versus episodes and seasons? Just so they're not confused. No, not yet. Yeah, we had this idea. Well, I had this idea. I really wanted to um, change up the way podcasts are um, you know, thought of and because ours is a writing class. So I wanted to be like, this is semester one. This is semester two versus season, but in class three, class four, class five, and each class had 10 semesters, 10 classes each semester. Right. Well, but at the time too, our whole reasoning, our whole thought process was that we were going to really make a podcast of just our class. And what we noticed is that we needed, we wanted to incorporate submissions from other people too, because the class was kind of, they weren't, I I don't want to say disappointing us, but they were disappointing us (laughs) with their story. They weren't producing shit fast enough. It's hard because art takes time. Right. So that's why we opened up our podcast to submissions and anyone can submit a story now. And we still know and talk to a few of the people that are on this episode. Mm-hmm. So there's they sometimes still submit. They sometimes jump into our first draft or second draft classes and stuff like that. So it's been our groups. Sometimes they jump into our first draft group and all that. And one of the storytellers on today's episode is going to be spending the week with us in Key Largo this week. So who's that? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. But the thing is, is we're recording this in the very end of November. So our, our retreat is December 1st through the 6th, 2022. So, but the listener is hearing this closer to the end of December. Anyway, let's get into the episode. I'm sure by now everyone has like clicked fast forward like six times. And after you hear the episode from 2015, Andrea and I are going to be talking about our favorite episodes from 2022. Back after the break. We're back. This is Allison Langer, and you're listening to an oldie goldie. Or is it a goldie oldie? And a happy new year. This is Writing Class Radio. I'm Andrea Askowitz, your host and teacher. This is our happy new year bonus episode. 
We're in our first semester. There are 10 classes, so you have three to go. But we are interrupting our first semester to give you a taste of who's to come in our second semester. You'll meet Frenchie, who took my class years ago and is now back. You'll also meet Toby Ash, Cynthia Castillo, and Nikki Post. And you'll hear from some of our old friends from season one. For the in-class prompt, I played Old Lang Syne. This is Frenchie singing her rendition. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and days of old lang syne? Hi, this is Patricia. And in this class, I'm known as Frenchie because we were doing a story a couple of years ago and I, I talked about a literary convention called Encadrement, which is like a story within a story and how the story is framed, literally. And uh, ever since then, I've been known affectionately as Frenchie. <laughs> <laughs> Bam! The affectionately part, yes. Very, very affectionately. It's my favorite nickname. It's Encadrement. And, and it's my favorite nickname. I've been called lots of things, you know. <laughs> In response to the prompt, Frenchie gave us this. Three, two, one. Happy New Year. It was a really cool scene. One of those which made me feel like a hippie. Everyone at the party was an actor, singer, dancer, musician. We passed around a guitar and sang each other songs. I was awash in the collective creativity, trying to remember everybody's names and getting a little drunk. The ball had dropped. I sat down on the stairs looking at Chris and wondering if I'd get that first kiss of the new year. But we had only been together a number of weeks. So I just sat there, staring into his crystal gray eyes. He was looking into mine, silently asking for permission. Now I want to know if Frenchie got the kiss. I'm guessing no, because one fact that emerged from everyone's writing prompt was... No one in our class has fun on New Year's Eve. Also, no one knows what the song is and why we sing it. So I did some research. To find out the story behind Old Lang Syne, stay tuned. Toby Ash is a new student in our class. She also lends her ears to help us edit our podcast. I asked Toby why she writes. I write because a lot of times there's things that you just can't say. And when you put a pen in your hand and you put it on the paper, sometimes that stuff that stays hidden has a place to go. You just have to let it out. And that's the best way. It's, it's therapy for free. Do you want free therapy? For just $75, you can take a writing class with me. For just $75, you get free therapy and a free Michael Roger notebook, the most beautiful tree-free notebooks ever made. A lot of people hesitate to say that writing class is therapy, but I agree with Toby. Writing is therapy. Writing requires that you look inward, hard. A good story is created when the author does the work of figuring out why. I'm saying a good story is more than just, this is what happened to me. 
A good story answers, why did this happen to me? Why did I act the way I acted? And how did I change because of this experience? This process is therapeutic. It's also really fun. On January 23rd, 2016, we're offering a class open to the public at Books and Books in Coral Gables. Class starts at 10 a.m. To register, go to writingclassradio.com. Here's Toby Ash's story, prompted by Old Lang Syne. theme song for New Year's Eve. (laughs) The way it starts, should old acquaintance be forgot? What is old Lang Syne? I'm campaigning to get the song changed. Maybe Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive about the previous year, or the sun will come out tomorrow. Maybe I'm just bitter because I was left alone on New Year's Eve. We were supposed to meet at a club in Coconut Grove. I thought I had been rejected, dumped on this expensive evening. I wore a pale blue evening gown that had cost me 28 hours of hard work. I'd even paid to get my hair done. I wore my grandmother's diamond earrings. I cursed him as I stood alone as this infernal song played at top volume and confetti rained down and people kissed over and over again. I said, I hope he has a good excuse like he's dead. (laughs) not knowing that his mangled body lay on a blood-stained piece of concrete. I can't listen to that song. Wow. 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 What a roller coaster. Songs bring up so much for people. This song brought Toby right back to that moment, which she told me was more than 30 years ago. I called Toby and asked her some follow-up questions. These are not the type of questions I would ask in class as her editor. But I care about Toby, and I was curious, as I'm sure we all were. Did he die? He was actually very injured. He didn't die right away. Um, But he did die as a result of the injuries. Um, And was he someone that you were seriously dating? I actually took it that it was going to be serious because New Year's Eve is such a loaded evening. And I thought that if he was inviting me out for New Year's Eve, that this had tremendous potential. So I asked, how did it feel to hear that song? You can't forget certain things. I mean, sometimes forgetting is a blessing, but I don't want to be reminded every year when I hear this song about that feeling of of being abandoned and wondering what had happened, thinking that it was me. And then that tiny little flash of relief that said, no, it wasn't you, but it was something so much worse. So that's that's what the song triggers in me. I mean, and, or have you written about this incident? Like, how have you no. kind of coped over the years with this incident? Well, this is weird. I I have not gone to any and I mean any New Year's Eve function since that time. And I thought it was just because, you know, it's so expensive and it's so ridiculous that, you know, this night and the traffic and everything. But I realized when we were writing it, I hate this night because of what it 
it represented to me, it was very overwhelming. So I'm sitting there in the room listening to, I guess, some kind of Celtic version. But I just wanted to go over and smash your phone because I was like, I didn't want to really deal with this right now. But it was good because I was actually able to extract that painful moment from my life, put it literally on notebook lined paper and see it there for what it really, really was. And on the drive home, I was so sad. I was so sad because I finally, I guess, felt it 30-something years later. That was Toby Ash, who was brave and honest and so graciously and gracefully answered my questions. Next, you'll meet Cynthia Castillo. I asked Cynthia to tell us how she got interested in writing. And I grew up writing, and I remember when I was a teenager, I didn't think my life was tragic enough, and I needed more tragedy in my life to be a good writer. And so, uh, unfortunately, shortly after I wished that, tragedy struck, and now I have all kinds of, of, uh, of fodder to, to feed my writing. Cynthia has written about the death of her parents, which you'll hear more about in season two when she reveals the whole story. I do want to say, though, that having a tragic life is not a prerequisite for being a writer. For example, you can write about anything, like how your mom didn't want you to be a lesbian or how your dad didn't like your stories to go on and on. You may remember hearing bits of those stories, my stories, in previous episodes of this podcast. Next, Cynthia tells us why she dreads New Year's Eve. I never heard that song until I was an adult. My parents were immigrants. They came from Colombia and the Dominican Republic. And while I've never spent a New Year's in either of those countries, I'm pretty sure they don't play that song there when the clock strikes midnight like they do here. I was 21 when I first heard it. And for years and years and years after that, I dreaded it. I never really understood the words. I didn't want to, but I could feel the sadness of the lyrics. Maybe it wasn't a sad song, but I could feel the sadness of those around me while the song played. Perhaps it was my own sadness I was feeling. Every year before that New Year's, I was with my parents, at least one of them. This year I had to go be around strangers and pretend I was happy that another year had passed and another year was on its way. is next. If you want to get to know Bo better, you can find him in episode five of season one, where he tells the one about trying to convince the world and himself that he was straight. Also on our blog at writingclassradio.com, Bo tells the story about how his writing career began in middle school when he wrote a porno novella. Oh my God, my flight got canceled and I'm stuck at a budget hotel near the airport in Prague on New Year's Eve. Well, at least they have entertainment. International singer, the sign said. Man, she's wearing a lot of blue eyeshadow. I'd rather be home on New Year's Eve. And I don't just mean in Miami. I like to stay home on New Year's Eve. Several years ago, I gave up on going out on the most special night of the year. 
Everything is crazy expensive, crowded, and always a disappointment. New Year's Eve is the night I stay home and clean my closet. I clean behind the shelves. It makes me feel like I'm getting a good start to the new year. I'm totally with Bo on New Year's Eve. We stay home. Actually, our ball drops at 9 p.m. It's getting harder to fool the kids now that one is 12. But just before nine every year, I get everything ready. The noisemakers, the confetti, the grapes. In our house, we've gathered a bunch of traditions, mostly Venezuelan because my wife is Venezuelan. We eat 12 grapes for 12 months of good luck. We wear yellow underwear, not sure why. And at the stroke of midnight, I mean nine, we count down. Ten, nine, eight. And then we jump off the couch into the new year. This is a Danish tradition I got from a very good Danish friend. I think it totally makes sense to jump into the new year. Also, just after midnight, we run outside with suitcases for a year filled with travel. I don't really like to go anywhere, so I don't do the suitcase thing. But Vicky and the kids love that one, so they're out the door. You may have noticed no one said anything about resolutions. Maybe because, like me, they can't keep them. I'm really a dud, and I have mixed feelings about it. Like, when did I get so boring? I'm so boring that every year I resolve to drink more. I mean, relax, have a drink, enjoy. Then two weeks in, I'm back on the wagon. This year, I'm going to try harder. What's your New Year's resolution? I know a good one. Start writing. And I know a way to get you kick-started. Come to my writing class on January 23rd, 2016. You don't have to have lived a tragic life. And you don't have to be a seasoned writer. All levels welcome. Everybody has a story. You are guaranteed to walk out feeling inspired. Sign up at writingclassradio.com. Hey, writers. For the last 45 years, I've been going to tennis clinics to practice forehands, backhands, serves. What does this have to do with writing? Well, practice, I've learned in the last 45 years, is what it takes to get good at anything. And that's why Writing Class Radio hosts a tips clinic a writing tips clinic. We do this every second Saturday so that we can all practice going to scene, writing like we speak, omitting needless words, everything that it takes to become great or at least better at writing. So join us every second Saturday from 12 noon to one Easter time on Zoom. To join, go to writingclassradio.com and click the link for the tips clinic. It's $10, and believe me, it's a lot cheaper than a tennis clinic. See you there. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network.
or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. The next student you'll hear, Nikki Post, has traveled the world. Her stories are set in Thailand, Bolivia, Spain, and Korea. Obviously, Nikki runs outside with her suitcase every year at midnight. I asked her what inspires her to travel. Sometimes I go places because I realize I don't know anything about it or I don't know the people and I realize I'm afraid of it. So I do it to, so that I'm not afraid anymore to prove that, that it's not scary. Next is Nikki's story about teaching English in Korea. Korean students don't take breaks. They study English. They don't go to relatives for Christmas or take a summer holiday to Japan, at least not for more than a couple days. They study English. They study English all year, all year long, after school, at English academies. And during summer and winter breaks, the fierceness of English, English study is kicked up a notch. God forbid your neighbor's child studies English more than yours. Keeping up with the Kims. In the winter of 2007, I ended my contract early with my English hagwon, or after-school academy, and I took a one-month teaching job at an English camp in Gimhae. Getting an English camp gig is big for English teachers in Korea. Half the work, double the money for a short period of time. At the end of the camp, there was to be a big presentation and showcase, as Korean schools and camps love to do, to show how the students' parent show the students' parents how much their children were able to memorize in a short period of time. Dr. Park, the camp director, spoke perfect perfect English, almost too perfect, and he had this shitty grin on his face all the time that made you not trust him. For the final showcase, he wanted all the kids to sing Old Lang Syne. I didn't even know those were the proper words for the New Year's song until Dr. Park. None of the teachers wanted to force a bunch of middle school Korean kids to memorize an Old English song. We, and the students, wanted something more relevant, like that thank you song that plays in the background of that Eminem song. But Dr. Park wanted it. That and some old Simon and Garfunkel song that was cool when he was a student in the States. So here's another alternative suggestion for the old Lang Syne song. Thank You by Ditto. It's not so bad. I like Toby's suggestion. Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive. class, I asked Allison if she made any New Year's resolutions. She said no, but if she did, they'd involve having more sex. New Year's Eve has never been a favorite event. Before kids, I'd have friends over and eat stone crabs. Post-kids, I attempt to watch the ball drop, but usually fall asleep by 10. When she was in my life, the first New Year's Eve was horrible. We'd been dating for six months, and I was sure I'd be included at his best friend's New Year's Eve party. But he went alone, saying it was not his call. I sat home crying and wrote him a letter. It was full of whys and what the fucks. I couldn't understand why he wouldn't want me there. The last two New Year's Eves with G were very memorable. I came home from photographing a party, New Year's Eve 2012, and G was sitting in my clawfoot chub, naked, Candles lighting the bathroom and the scent of lemongrass filling the room. I didn't expect him to be in my house. It was 10 p.m. and I thought he was at his friend's house. I slowly undressed and joined him in the tub. 
The following New Year's Eve, I made sea bass and sweet potato puree. I would get the kids to bed early so we would dine and relive the previous New Year's Eve. Instead, he called at 7 p.m. to say he wasn't coming over, ever. sucks. According to Wikipedia, Old Lang Syne is a Scottish poem written in 1788 by a bloke called Robert Burns. His poem was set to the tune of a traditional folk song and used to say goodbye to the old year. 227 years later, Americans are using this song to say goodbye to the old year. Today, we're using it to say goodbye to 2015. The lyrics translated from Old Scottish mean old long ago, meaning for old time's sake. The song starts with a rhetorical question. Should we forget old friends? Of course not. We'll take a cup of kindness yet. Let's drink for old time's sake. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and old lang syne? For old lang syne, my dear, for old lang syne, we'll take a cup of kindness yet for old lang syne. This episode was produced by Diego Saldana Rojas, Allison Langer, and me, Andrea Askowitz. Theme music by Astromaps, and all musical renditions of old lang syne by Frenchie. That was Frenchie on vocals, guitar, piano, and lips. wanted to do a quick best of writing class radio 2022 allison what you got okay so i had a lot of favorites um me too i know it's crazy i when i started going back i was like oh my god i love love this one one. i I love this one same i love that one (laughs) and maybe it's because we are pretty critical about the the essays that we do accept they have to be full stories not just a situation they really have to be important they have to have stakes. They have to, you know, have some tension. Okay, wait. Before you tell us your first number one of your favorites, I that's reminding me of um of this. So if you radio listener out there want to submit to writing class radio, these episodes that we're about to mention are really good examples for you. So they give you a great sense of what we love and what we air. And guess what? Alice and I are the editors of Writing Class Radio. So if we love the stories that you're about to hear, then um, we'll probably love yours if you can model your story after it in some way. And one of the main things that I think is happening when we get submissions that we reject is that it's not a full story. And by full story, I mean, so the story has to have stakes. Something has to happen. And then the narrator, that's you, have to bring meaning to what happened. You have to tell us what happened in some way or tell us why that situation was important or tell us what you learned. Am I missing anything, Allison? 
So they can show us in some way. It doesn't have to be like a, a telling at the end. And I've changed this way and I, forever after I'm like this. No, we want you to show us how the narrator has evolved, changed, have been impacted by whatever situation you're going for. And we're not saying send us an exact same story is what you're hearing in our favorites, but there has to be some sort of structure or mindfulness of somehow something that tells us and shows us that you've watched, you've listened, you've learned, you've looked, and that you are following instructions and that you know how to write your story effectively, not just a situation. I mean, basically so that you know that we know that you know how to tell a story. I mean, it's not easy. No, it's not easy. And that's what we do in our first draft groups. It's a way for people to like kind of throw it out there and get feedback. In fact, just a new student joined just the other day, Nikki Elbertson. She was in our Tuesday class. It's Wednesday right now when we're recording. And she read in first draft. We gave her feedback. She sent stuff. And we can't always read, but I was sitting in a doctor's office. So I was like, let me check it out and see how it's changed. And then something was up with the end. And I said, add this at the end. And now she's resubmitting so that we can look at it for the podcast. Yeah, but wait, so, wait, 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 wait. We do not want to encourage people to send us what they wrote in first draft. Mm-mm, that would be bad. But it is a good way for them to see what happens. I mean, we can't always read. And and, and the good thing about first draft is that maybe somebody else in the group has a moment. They're sitting in a doctor's office and can offer one little inkling of feedback. So that's really what the group is for. We can't always do it. And we don't want people to do that often. But once in a while, if somebody's like, I really just need some help, you can pay us. I am for hire. But typically we can't. Right. So we want you to listen to the podcast, listen to the stories we're about, listen to the episodes we're about to mention, because these are our best of 2022 and before you submit your own stories. Or just listen to these because these are the best of 2022. Okay. What do you got, Allison? What? One of my favorites is one of yours, actually. And I, I'm not just trying to blow smoke up your ass, but that speculative memoir piece that you wrote, it was episode 131, happened to be one of my favorite pieces on the show. Go for, on. Um, all time, but for sure, 2022. I know. <laughs> Start. Thanks. Okay. Whoa. Okay. So that was episode 131, how to write about something you can't remember. Thank you for picking my story. Okay. Uh, I'll do you one better. Okay. On episode 137, how to fight with your co-host and win a writing contest. That was one of my favorite episodes for two reasons. One, because your essay on there was so honest. And what was so cool about it was you got like really real about being fake. So I just thought that was, God, just hard to do. And also we have a really great fight on there. And um, (laughs) and you were a great sport to hear me out because we were in a fight and you didn't know we were in a fight, but we were something like that. Anyway, so that's 137, how to fight with her co-host and win a writing contest. Okay. Other than the stories that we write, what were some of your other favorites? I know. And we did not talk this out to brag each other up, but I i mean, good God, we're spending all this time dealing with this podcast and creating this podcast and helping other writers. I mean, every now and then we can do ourselves a plug. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So enough about us because, but, but, um, okay. So my next favorite one was episode 139. This is what mania looks like. And, and the reason why is because I had no idea what bipolar looked like ever. And so hearing and seeing what one of these writers that writes with us goes through 
really warmed my heart and it was so well done. That was episode 139. Danielle Huggins is one of our students. And I agree with you. I didn't know what mania looked like. And she mm-hmm. takes us... like One of the things that we talk about on the podcast is taking people into a, a, another world. And this woman took us into her... I mean, everybody's head is their own world. But this was a really interesting, different world for me. Well, this is the world of mental health. Right. Next. Okay. Um, the last episode, the Christmas episode, episode 144, when is a gift more than a gift? So on that episode, that was Emily Henderson's story. Emily is also one of our students. And this story was published in the Huffington Post, but it was workshopped in our writing groups. And it's gorgeous. It's about grief. Mm-hmm. So it teaches us something. It's sad, but it's also, I don't know. That's the one where she brings in an object. Right. Right. Yes. It's also a great example of showing and telling. And she uses Mm -hmm. details that are just so specific and brilliant. It's such a good story. It's a, I, you got to listen to it. Episode 144, when is a gift more than a gift? Okay. And so my last suggestion, my last fave is episode 142, beginnings and endings. And that one really especially hit me hard because I was on the way to my mom's house to visit um, in North Carolina. And then that trip, somebody got COVID, either she or her husband. So that trip was called off. But then I just came back from there just now this past weekend. And I thought about that the entire time. Like that story really stuck with me and it really hit me in a place that I thought was really special. So Shauna Kenny wrote the story on that episode and it was about making up with her mother. And it's so cool because she uses words. They play word games together. And the way that this narrator uses words is just stunning. Also, it's so hard. Allison talks about this all the time on the podcast, how difficult endings are. And this ending was, she stuck the landing. It was like 10. It's so good. And it makes a difference because when we're reading a submission... It's like really good. I'm following along and then it like falls short at the end. I'm so pissed. I want to throw my computer across the room and I never want to talk to this person again because now I've just spent however long, 10 or 15 minutes really getting into it. And then I'm like, ah, so sometimes we'll write back and say, hey, can you just fix the ending? But sometimes we're just like, I don't have time for that. So really, really, really have to keep thinking about what is the story about? What did you learn as a narrator? You know, how did the situation impact you? And that's really, really important. Yep. So those are our faves. I also want to include one more thing, and it's the prison series. The prison series was season 12. And I just loved all of the essays in there, mostly because I know many of the guys and and their stories are so dear to me. But the one that was really, really, really impactful, um, and you and I talked about this, is... um, It was 122. What does 44 years in prison look like? Yeah. Oof. And then who was the Um, author of that story? Robert Fell. Okay, right. Crazy. It's so good. So if you're into criminal justice or like to hear about um, what these guys actually go through and how they've transformed and what, you know, anything about that world. We'll talk about bringing us into another world. Robert Fell brings us into another world, one that I don't know because it's prison. And it's, yeah. it's just, the prison series, you sold it short. It's Those are amazing stories because those stories were worked on and edited and reworked and made great, great enough to get on our podcast. So those are the best of 2022. Happy New Year. Here's to new 
beginning. This reproduction is hosted by me, Allison Langer, and Andrea Askwitz. Do you want to say, and me, Andrea Askwitz? Nah. This reproduction is hosted by me, Allison Langer, and me, and Andrea. Ash- a- what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I changed my mind. You if you I changed my mind. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh start my over. god. Audio production by Matt Kundle, Evan Serminski, and Aiden Glassy at the Sound Off Media Company. There's more writing class on our website, writingclassradio.com, including stories we study, editing resources, video classes, writing retreats, and live online classes. Join our writing community by following us on Patreon. For $35 a month, you can join our first draft weekly writers group. You have the option to join me on Tuesdays, 12 to 1 Eastern time, and Zarina Fry, Wednesdays, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern time. You'll write to a prompt and share what you wrote. If you're looking to take your writing to the next level, for $145 a month, you can get first draft and second draft. In second draft each week, three people bring a second draft for feedback. Join the community that comes together for instruction, an excuse to write, and most importantly, the support from other writers. To learn more, go to patreon.com slash writingclassradio. A new episode will drop every other Wednesday. There's no better way to understand ourselves and each other than by writing and sharing our stories. Everyone has a story. What's yours? Happy New Year! Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. It's said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics that allow you to grow your money as kids. This podcast will help you become the money expert among your family and friends. Just remember, anyone can be a cash kid. You just have to learn how to become one. Get ready to grow your financial knowledge and your wallet with the Cash Kid Podcast.